Hello and welcome to Talking Opinions. I am Anthony Livingston Hall. George W. Bush launched the war in Iraq in March 2003. That ill-fated invasion is bound to define his presidential legacy. This much seemed certain when I had just cause 12 years after that invasion to publish a blog post titled U.S. Military Finally Calling for a Political Solution in Iraq on August 14, 2015. The late General Colin Powell famously warned Bush that invading Iraq would trigger the Pottery Barn Rule, which states that if you break it, you own it. Well, Iraq today is still a broken, restive, tribal mess, and Bush still owns it. So why the title? Especially given that Bush seems neither willing nor able to emulate Jimmy Carter by performing so many charitable works that his post-presidency redeems the narrative of his presidency. In fact, the title for this episode stems from the fateful irony that Bush also launched the anti-HIV program PEPFAR in March 2003, and it bodes well for what little redemption there might be that the media are dedicating far more coverage to the 20th anniversary of this program than to the 20th anniversary of that war. The U.S. President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, or PEPFAR, has become the most significant public health program in the history of humankind. Suffice it to know that, according to the UNAIDS Global HIV and AIDS Fact Sheet, 4.8 million people contracted HIV and 2.75 million died in 2003. But thanks to over $100 billion in PEPFAR funds for treatment in poor countries, mostly in Africa, only 1.5 million people contracted HIV and only 650,000 died in 2021. It's far more important to note, however, that 38 million people were living with HIV in 2021, because the vast majority of them would have died without Bush's PEPFAR program. Which means that Bush is arguably the only US president or leader of any country who can credibly claim to have saved the lives of over 38 million people. But, as it turns out, I jumped the gun on this anniversary, because PEPFAR is the reason I hailed Bush in a podcast episode on January 30, 2021, titled President Bush Has Done More for Africa Than Any Other World Leader. What's more, I was lobbying for his redemption unabashedly, even back then, with the subtitle, 
I'll see you Iraq and Katrina, and raise you Pepfar and Michelle. Of course, everyone knows why I cited Katrina with Iraq, but many may not know why I cited Michelle with Pepfar. Simply put, ever since Barack Obama succeeded him, Bush has been endearing himself, even to yellow dog Democrats, by lavishing Michelle with PDA every time they attend public events. And that she never fails to reciprocate makes it a truly heartening thing to behold. In any case, with all due respect to this 20th anniversary, I'm on record hailing Bush on every World AIDS Day since 2005 for doing more than any other person or country in history to combat a single disease. In his own words, history offered the opportunity to do so much for so many. And here's to George W. Bush for seizing it. Unfortunately, Bush's legacy will never overcome sending thousands of American soldiers to die in Iraq. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands of Iraqi civilians they killed. Bush claimed he sent them because Iraqi dictator Saddam Hussein possessed weapons of mass destruction that posed an existential threat to the United States. But even I knew that claim was just a cover to avenge Hussein's alleged attempt to assassinate his daddy. Still, it's fortuitous that this anniversary falls during Women's History Month. Because when history renders its verdict, on the presidency of George W. Bush, the estrogen that inspired him to save so many Africans will mitigate the testosterone that goaded him into wasting the lives of so many Americans. That's it. Subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcasts. And for thought-provoking commentaries, often laced with humor, I invite you to visit my blog at www.ipjn.com. Thank you for listening, and until the next Talking Opinions, goodbye.